What can an old Hollywood film from the mid-40s tell us about disinformation today? Hi, this is Phil Gursky, President and CEO of Borealis Threat and Risk Consulting in Russell, Canada, and you're listening to Quick Hits. I may have told you in the past that I'm um, a real fan of old films. I love old Hollywood films from the 1930s and the 1940s. And one of my favorite films of all time is a 1944 film called Gaslight. It stars uh, Ingrid Bergman and Charles Boyer. And it's the story of a young woman who falls in love with this guy. And they move to London, England. And she starts hearing these bizarre noises at night. Noises coming from an attic that's supposed to be closed off. And the lights go off and on. So the the house is, is lit by gas. And it seems that the gas is, the lights are dimming from time to time. And her husband slash partner tells her she's imagining things. It's all in her head, despite the fact that her senses are telling her that something's going on. And eventually, uh, she thinks she's going insane. And I'm not going to spoil the plot, but she actually is seeing the lights go dim. And she is hearing noises in the attic. So watch the film, 1944 film Gaslight. It's a classic Hollywood film. So why am I raising a 1944 film today in a podcast about national security, terrorism, public safety, etc.? Well, there's now a new term that uh, has entered the English language, and that term is gaslighting. And gaslighting is a form of psychological manipulation where somebody essentially tells you that what you think to be true is not. It's a form of narcissism, according to psychologists, And it's a form of control. It's a way for people to essentially convince you that what you know to be happening or what you believe to be happening is not actually happening. Let me read you a few extracts from a recent article in Scientific American that I think will illustrate this a little bit more clearly. This is dated from 2020, October the 6th, an article by Andrea Gavrilevsky. It's called 21st Century Gaslighting. Untruths come in many shapes and sizes. All are antithetical to science, but the most flagrant variety, gaslighting, in which someone denies the reality that other people are experiencing, has become a greater threat than ever. Throughout a year of tragedy and strife, including the coronavirus pandemic and the Black Lives Matter protests, we've seen leaders and other public figures force people to doubt their experiences and thoughts. And it goes on to talk about various ways of doing this. Like, for example, uh, Facebook and other platforms, which enable the spread of misinformation, meme culture, etc., etc., etc. So again, why am I focusing on this particular aspect of modern culture in a podcast that talks about things that we should be worried about? Well, gaslighting is simply another form of misinformation and disinformation. And we know from what we've heard over the past weeks and months and years that there are a number of of actors out there, be they state-level actors, group actors, or individual actors, who are spreading false information. For example, that the coronavirus is fake, that vaccines don't work, that the pandemic is actually a, a plot by, oh, I don't know, world leaders to install a new world order. Bill Gates, for example, or Elon Musk, or somebody with a gazillion dollars in their bank accounts is essentially trying to fool us in order to gain advantage for themselves and nobody else. The same thing goes with what we saw during the Trump administration. I mean, Trump Trump was the ultimate gaslighter. 
he kept telling you that what we were seeing and hearing and experiencing wasn't true. So the far right doesn't exist. Black Lives Matter is a terrorist group. Antifa is a terrorist group. Now, there is an element of truth in that some of the activities by Black Lives Matter and Antifa, which go to the ultimate end of the spectrum and break out in acts of violence, could in fact be construed as active terrorism. But the whole point of what Trump was trying to do was trying to convince us that his version of reality, his interpretation of, of current events, his desire to create the society which he wanted, was simply counter to what everyone else knew. And he kept feeding this disinformation and, and, and misinformation through Twitter, through his speeches, and unfortunately he had a lot of people who believed in what he was saying. In fact, what happened with Trump is that a lot of his efforts did result in a fan base, which is still, unfortunately, still very strong as of March of 2021. I don't know if you heard, but there was an apparent, Trump gave a speech recently after Biden was installed as president, in which he basically said he's going to run again for office in 2024, God forbid, but people still worship him. And they believe in the disinformation that he is spreading. Now, Trump's not the only guilty one. We, we know, of course, that Russia does the same thing. We know that China does the same thing. China says there's no such thing as concentration camps in East Turkestan, what they call Xinjiang province. There's no such thing as the forced sterilization of Uyghur women. There's no such thing as the demolition of mosques. There's no such thing as forcing men to shave their beards. There's no such thing as a crackdown on basic Islamic practices in that part of the People's Republic of China. That's gaslighting. That's trying to force us to accept a version of reality that simply isn't true. And it is posing a threat to national security. If populations begin to doubt what's happening and swallow the line, line hook and sinker, what they're being fed by states or other individuals or groups, then we are less safe as, as, a, as a consequence. And I think it's, it's beholden to all of us as consumers of information, and we all are consumers of information on a regular, a daily basis, an hourly basis, to ask ourselves some very simple questions. So my advice to you is to act like an intelligence analyst or an intelligence officer. When you come across a piece of information, stop, think, and ask yourself, what is the information saying? Who is generating the information? Is it possible that there is a bias? Of course there's a bias. We all have inherent biases. What is the purpose of the information? What are they trying to achieve? How real is the information? How reliable is it? And then, and I'm sorry to repeat myself for the nth time, corroborate, corroborate, corroborate. Just because one source is telling you that the East Turkestan concentration camps are non-existent doesn't mean that's true. In fact, we know it's true from other sources, hundreds of other sources. Whenever you rely on one piece of information to inform you on what's happening in the world and by extension what you should do about it you are causing yourself a heap of hurt because a lot of what we're consuming now a lot of what we're exposed to is disinformation in other words we're all being gaslighted by a whole series of actors and we need to push back against that we need to become better informed we need to be we need to think more we need to analyze more. We need to get rid of the filters and the inherent biases that we all have as humans. 
and to look at things in objective as a way as possible. And until we do that, the gaslighters are going to win. And the disinformation specialists are going to win. And the liars are going to win. And I don't think we want to do that. So, yes, a 1944 film, which I highly recommend you watch. It's a great film. Ingrid Bergman is a great actress. Sorry, actor. And this role is brilliant. You see this woman's journey through self-doubt. The the fact that she now really do think she does think she's becoming insane because she's being manipulated by her husband to uh, believe that her senses are betraying her. So check it out. I'm not sure where you can find it. Maybe it's on Netflix. I have no idea. But watch it. It's a great film. I want to leave you, of course, after my usual quick hits with the Guide to Wisdom from the Hardy Boys and Nancy Drew. Going back to the Hardy Boys this time. This comes from The Secret of the Old Mill. It's often easier to sleuth under cover of night. Don't recall last time I heard the verb to sleuth. Great verb. But uh, sleuthing strikes me as a uh, kind of illegal. Or it straddles a line between being illegal and, and being okay. But if you're going to sleuth, do it under the cover of night. Thanks, Frank and Joe. I want to recognize the Atlantic Region hockey team. One I played on with, during the uh, CSIS hockey tournament a couple of years ago. We were we were the C division, which was the heavy drinking division. We had a lot of fun at the CSIS tournaments. Um, great memories from playing in the CSIS tournament. Anyhow, what do you think about gaslighting? Have you come across the term? Do you think it's a real danger to democracies? Is it a danger to our societies? Love to hear from you. You can reach me on email, borealisrisk at gmail.com or on Twitter at borealisaves. You also find me on LinkedIn and on Facebook. If you like the content, want to get more, go to the website, borealisthreatenedrisk.com, hit the subscribe button. You get a free daily digest, all the information, all the podcasts, all the blogs, free of charge. I also want to point out that I'm now live streaming on Mondays and Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern time on YouTube in a live stream called Who's Terrorizing Who Tonight with Phil Gursky. And lastly, if you want to purchase my new book, my self-published book, The Peaceable Kingdom, A History of Terrorism in Canada from Confederation to the Present. It's a book written from the perspective of a few dozen people who worked in counterterrorism in Canada, worked on cases, human source recruitment, surveillance, etc. It's not an academic book. It's not a history. It's, a, it's an insider story of doing counterterrorism by the women and men who worked at the coalface. It's available on my website. You can order it there. Love to hear what you think about the podcast. I'll talk to you again soon. Until then, stay safe. For those who are just joining us, I'm Phil Gursky, President of Borealis, former Canadian Security Intelligence Officer. If it's your first time, welcome. I'd uh, love to see you guys subscribe and like it on YouTube. It'd be great. Take care and, and thanks again for showing up.